All right, folks, Pastor Eli James, this is Genesis to Revelation here on Eurofolk Radio. And uh, your people in the chat room are talking about uh, the uh, ways in which the medical establishment is destroying our pineal gland. Okay. And Brother Abear says, distilled water cleans up the pineal gland. That's a good thing. So uh, that they're doing everything they can to destroy our, our pineal gland, you know, which is actually our connection to the other world, right? So how are you doing today, uh, Dan? Dan from Georgia? Great. How are you? Good. So uh, last week, you know, because we've been working with my backup computer, and the settings keep changing every time a... Uh, a, an update is done by Windows, and I had to do that again today. I updated again overnight and uh, restructured my entire sound settings, uh, which doesn't happen with my main computer, at least not as often. So uh, we decided to re-record the entire Genesis 49 scenario, and then I've got my book, The Great Impersonation, open on page 28, where you know I spent quite a lot of time analyzing the 12 tribes and their position in Europe, where the, the individual tribes wound up settling, okay? And the nations primarily identified with those tribes. So uh, let's go into Genesis 49 and go ahead, Dan, and just go ahead and read through it and, okay. uh, and get us, uh, uh, you know, acclimated to Jacob's prophecies of the future of the 12 tribes, which uh, none of the denominations, especially the Jews, ever talk about because the Jews aren't, aren't any of the nations, <laughs> right? Okay, over to you. Okay, <clears throat> Genesis chapter 49. <clears throat> and Jacob called unto his sons and said, <clears throat> Gather yourselves today that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob. And hearken unto Israel, your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defiledest thou it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O oh, my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob, and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. <clears throat> From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Binding his foal unto the vine, and his ass's colt unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. 
Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for an haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. And he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant unto tribute. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backward. I have waited for thy salvation, O Yahweh. Gad, a troop, shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel. Even by God the Father, of the Father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. And this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Every one according to his blessing, he blessed them. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephraim the Hittite. In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet unto the bed and yielded up the ghost, and was gathered unto his people. Okay, very good. That's uh, uh, basically the summary of uh, Jacob's prophecies <clears throat> and his death. Okay, and I believe he died in Egypt, and his body was taken to the burial place, where obviously it just stated here uh, in the field of Machpelah. And it's uh, really interesting because our people are to have nothing to do with Canaanites. And that's uh, the the Hethites were Canaanites. However, there's one exception to that rule. We're not supposed to live among them. They're not supposed to live among us. Uh, We're certainly not supposed to bear children with them. But we can do commerce with them. (laughs) Okay. So if a Canaanite has something that you need to survive, you can purchase it from that Canaanite. You buy and sell, and that's it. I don't see any other... uh, uh, permitted relationship with the Canaanites, okay? And so the children of Heth. Now, uh, obviously, the children of Heth 
uh, were absorbed by Canaan when Canaan was cast out because of the incest that he had committed with his mother and uh, had basically rebelled against his own people and become the leader of the what is known today as the Canaanites. Okay, essentially, he married into the tribes of the fallen ones that were in Canaan land right after uh, right after the flood. Okay, this was shortly after the flood, and so the, that land of Canaan had all the uh, offspring of the fallen angels and their matings with Adamic women and who knows what else, (laughs) right? Because they did all kinds of genetic experimentation, sexual deviancy and whatnot. And this is why Yahweh instructed the Israelites to go into the land of Canaan and destroy them all, either kill them all or drive them out, one or both, okay? And so this is the uh, situation that... uh, Uh, was getting ready to obtain because the Israelites, after uh, the 40 years wandering in the desert, were supposed to destroy all those Canaanites, okay? But they're they're still there even after the flood because the flood was not global. We have to explain that to people. The flood was not global. The deluge, that is the rainfall, was global, but the flooding was not equally distributed around the world. The flooding was greater in the territory of you know what we call Mesopotamia today, northern uh, northeast Turkey, were in the vicinity of Mount Ararat. Okay, so just uh, as a prelude to that. Okay, so let's go through uh, the document that I uh, prepared in my book, The Great Impersonation, and. Uh, and then feel free to comment here as you feel, because I'm going to be reading directly from my book since this is not uh, this information is not online anywhere. Okay, so uh, I start off by saying there is also confusion about Ephraim and Manasseh. For now, it is enough to say that both Israel and Joseph died in Egypt, but Israel asked to be buried in the place of his forefathers, while Joseph was buried in Egypt. Note the symbolism here. Israel goes back to the old country, while Joseph, being survived by Ephraim and Manasseh, decides to remain where he is. Neither do modern Ephraim, uh, that is, America and Manasseh, Canada, have any desire to return to Israel, (laughs) Palestine, or to Europe. The point being that Ephraim and Manasseh have always dwelt to the west of the other, uh, other tribes. Okay, and that still is true today. So obviously none of this was fulfilled by Jews who claim that uh, they are the only survivors of all 12 tribes, right? So uh, how does that sit with you, Dan? I mean, is that Jewish claim, does that bear any uh, any semblance of truth at all? Not at all. Uh, Okay, yeah. So and as we'll find out as we go through each, uh, each particular tribe, there is no way you can relate any of this to the Jewish people. Okay, so here we go. Genesis chapter 49 contains the story of Jacob's prophecies concerning his 12 sons and how their descendants would fare in the last days. Now, last days is a, a, a general statement here because it's basically talking about the placement of the 12 tribes in the uh, fulfilling the prophecies that Abraham would become many nations. 
The same was repeated to Isaac, and the same was repeated to Israel, that many nations would come from the loins of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and none of those people were Jews. <laughs> okay? Just to clarify for everybody, none of those people were Jews. Even if Judah were a Jew, which he was not, he was a Judahite. There's a huge difference between a Judahite and a Jew. A Jew and I think, a, yeah, go ahead. You ahead. I was gonna yeah. I say I was gonna say I think that's where so much of the confusion comes from is Judah. People hear that word Judah and they automatically assume that it's they're speaking of the Jews of today. You know, they don't bother to go through the genealogies and or anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't study scripture. They have their pat uh, uh, theology, for lack of a better word. It's not really theology. It's made up stuff. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, it's totally made up and it's Jew driven. The, the rabbis of Judaism drive the direction that uh, Christian theology goes into, except with the one exception being Christian identity. The covenant message. We understand that the Bible was written to the <clears throat> Caucasian people who are, in fact, the descendants of all 12 tribes. And all 12 tribes still exist in the world today, with America being the main point of settlement for, 12, for the 12 tribes. Would, would first, you agree with that, though? That do, you do you think most of the confusion comes from that word Judah? And that's why everyone seems to think that... Yes. You know, because the pronunciation is so similar, maybe that's yeah. it. Well, yeah, there is. Uh, well, because the the name, the word Jew is more accurately derived from Judea, Judeos in the Greek. It cannot be derived from uh, Judah or uh, Yehud, which is the Hebrew pronunciation. It's the Hebrew word Yehud. And in the Old Testament, the word Yehud and Yehudim, which is the plural, the, the descendants of Judah, were, were a pure race of people with a patriarchal uh, hierarchy, okay? That is not true of the Jews. It never was of the Jews, even in Judea, because the, the Jews derived from the Judean Edomites, the Edomites who took over that territory under Herod. A completely different genome. Uh, n those Edomites never were at Mount Sinai, but the rabbis of Judaism descend from those Edomites and not from Judah. Okay? I mean, mm -hmm. can, I, can I make it any clearer than that? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So the word Jew, which you find in your translation, is a mistranslation. It's a translation dictated to the King James Translation Committee by rabbis with the approval of King James. All right? So this I know is, in the yeah. Old Testament, the word Jew should always be translated as Judah. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Because it's a patriarchal, uh, pure race tribe, okay, which the Judeans of, uh, of later times, when Jesus walked the earth, that country was a mixed country. Uh, you could say roughly half uh, Judahites and half Edomites. But the Edomites were in the ascendancy, taking over. They took over the Pharisaic cult. They started putting Edomite priests in a position of power. And certainly the Sanhedrin was co completely taken over by Edomites with a, a, a possible two or three exceptions. Okay. So this was because the Roman Empire had established Herod in the place of 
the reigning Judahite kings, the last of which was John Hyrcanus. All right, so after John Hyrcanus was replaced by Herod, then uh, the Edomites took over. And most people don't even know that Herod was an Edomite, not a Judahite. They simply assume he was a Judahite, you know, in, in the line of the Judahite kings. He was not. He was a usurper. He was a, an absolute usurper of the Edomite, and we're talking about the same people here, the Canaanites, that the uh, 12 tribes of Israel were told, the children of Heth, right? The children mm -hmm. of Heth. That's where the modern Jew and all Jews <clears throat> descend from. They don't descend from Judah. They descend from Judeos, Judea, via the Canaanites and Edomites. That, that is how you have to understand this word Jew. So the only time it actually applies to Judahites, it should never really be applied to Judahites because the Judahites are a pure race tribe, which the uh, Edomites are not. Okay? So how can you use one word to describe a group of people that's ethnically pure and use the same word to describe a group of people that's not? All right, it just doesn't make any sense. So that's why the word has to be clarified. So thank you for bringing that up. That's a really important point, okay? All right, so uh, uh, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah, last days. And so, uh, but certainly all of this applies to right now because the, it talks about Shiloh, and Shiloh is coming twice. He already came 2,000 years ago, and he's coming again. So th these prophecies apply to each individual tribe from the, the time of the captivities and the migrations into Europe. That's when the, uh, these prophecies begin to apply, and they apply until the very end. Okay, so let's continue. Verse 2. Gather yourselves together and hear, <clears throat> ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel. Of course, Jacob and Israel are the same person. Hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. So, yes, well, all 12 sons were very strong men, and uh, the book of Jasher and other books uh, of the Apocrypha talk about what great fighters all, all of 12 were, but Judah was the most, the strongest of all of all the 12 sons. So I, I looked up the uh, genealogy of the 13 children, because we don't want to forget about Dinah. She actually does come into play in our discussion today. Uh, and this is gotquestions.org, Jacob's children. Uh, Jacob had 13 children, 12 sons and one daughter. By four different women. These children are important in biblical history as the twelve sons of Jacob became the heads of the twelve tribes. The account of, and none of those are Jews. <laughs> These are each very individual twelve tribes and they still exist. All twelve tribes still exist. The account of the birth of Jacob's children is found in Genesis 29 through 30 and 35. One, Reuben was Jacob's firstborn, he was the son of Leah, Jacob's first wife. Simeon was next, he was also a son of Leah. Levi was the third of Jacob and Leah's children. And Judah was the next, after being bearing Judah, Leah stopped bearing children. So the first four sons were all from Leah. Dan, so 
uh, when we uh, talk about Reuben defiling his father's bed, it was one of these other women, okay? Number five, Dan was born to Jacob by Bila, his wife Rachel's handmaid. It was common practice in that day for a barren wife to give her servant to her husband to bear children in her name. And it's very interesting that so many of our matriarchs had to endure a long period of barrenness before being able to bear children. And uh, I think there's a, uh, a parable in there that even today the, the, the children of Israel are, you know, there's, there's lots of offspring, but very, very few of them qualify for entry into the kingdom, right? So it's not until the very end, because this is true of Sarah, she was uh, like 90 years old before she finally bore Isaac. Uh, it's true of Rebecca. She had a, a long period of barrenness, etc., uh, etc. Et so there's a, a lot of that going on. And Rachel, <laughs> okay? So uh, the, for some reason, the, the matriarchs of our race, and that's what we are. We are a race, not just an ethnic group, a race. And it's not a, a multiplicity of uh, ethnic groups combined as the modern churches. Do. This is direct descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the covenant people, and no other people were covenanted. Your, your, your comment there, Dan. Oh, yeah, and even in the, uh, the New Testament, we have um, uh, Mary, who was a virgin right? this evening. So, yeah, that's been the, the history of our people. I guess it's a... Maybe it's just a test by Yahweh, you know, to see. Um, I don't know to test to test these the the patience of these these uh, matriarchs. Yeah, and patriarchs. You know? And patriarchs, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You keep me waiting. Keep me waiting. Yeah. yeah. What's that, tire, that kink song? Tired of waiting for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that, that was uh, that was Jacob's uh, issue. Because he had to wait for Rachel to overcome her barrenness before she could have children. All right. And he also so, served for what was it, twenty-one years before he finally yes uh, got Rachel because he was duped by her father. Right. And then he had, uh, and he was given Leah instead of Rachel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when he did finally take Rachel to wife, she was barren. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that's an incredibly long period of time to wait for your true love, right? Yeah, to, yeah to, I don't know too many people that would be that patient. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, you have stories today of uh, military marriages, you know, where now today the woman will go off to war and the husband stays at home, and by the time she comes home, he's found another woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And it's over, right? <laughs> It, it usually works yeah. the other way around. A man goes off to war, a woman stays home, twiddles her thumbs, and, you know, well, it goes on the Internet, f- finds a good-looking guy, and the marriage is over, <laughs> right? That's yeah. how things work today, okay? So this kind of patience, uh, I mean, our patience is being tested constantly, even with our mm-hmm. our knowledge of the covenant message, right? That uh, 
you know, we're waiting for the second coming, <laughs> and we're getting pretty impatient. Yeah, to, for, look what okay. we're having to, to, to endure. Amen. It's more than most people can endure. But mm -hmm. the problem is most of our people are uh, accepting this reality with um, – you know, without any question, without any problem. Yeah, yeah. let me take the jab. Let me take the DNA-altering jab that is going to make me sterile. Exactly, and they don't wait. You know, the, the years, is, most of these drugs go through clinical trials for years. And here yeah. we have this, you know, vaccine that's come out after, what, a year? Yeah, yeah. People are going to just step up and take that? Yes, Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they have Judeo-Christianity, which is a completely different religion from the covenant message, the covenant message, which is exclusive to the 12 tribes. Now, of course, by extension, it, it also includes the, the, all of the Adamites. OK, because uh, the patriarchs uh, can uh, choose wives from any Adamite clan. Okay, which is the, the sons of Shem, uh, Ham, and Japheth. All right, but except for the Canaanites, <laughs> right? They have all their Israelites own. All Israelites are Adamites, but not all Adamites are Israelites. Exactly, exactly. So uh, if an Israelite man marries a Japhetic woman, for example, from Poland or Ukraine or something like or Russia, uh, but most of those countries have a lot of uh, Israelites in them as well because the, the prophecy states that uh, Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem, okay, which is, uh, that was fulfilled when the, the offspring of the Davidic dynasty, uh, the Tsars and the Kaisers and the kings and queens of England and Sweden, etc., established uh, kingdoms in Europe, which the Jews never did. Okay, so the, the children of Seth, through Judah, established rulership over the children of Japheth. Okay, and uh, so the Jews never did anything like that either. All right, so, so we see that uh, all of this ties together. All these prophecies must be understood to be fulfilled. The Bible does not issue a prophecy that will never be fulfilled. It always will be fulfilled, and it's never been fulfilled by Jews. Period. Okay? No biblical prophecy with regard to these patriarchs has ever been fulfilled by Jews. This is the bottom line, folks. All right? Okay, so so we got the first four sons. Now, Dan was born to Jacob by Bila, his wife Rachel's handmaid. Okay? And uh, just, I read this again. It was common practice in that day for a barren wife to give her servant to her husband to bear children in her name. Naphtali was the next child, also through Bila. Gad was number seven. He was the child of Jacob and Zilpah, the handmaid of Leah. Asher was next. He was the second son of Zilpah. Issachar was another son granted to Leah. So Leah, uh, either Leah simply stopped having relations with Jacob, or she went through a barren period. And so Asher was born to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Issachar was another son granted to Leah. Zebulon was the next child, Leah's sixth. Dinah was Jacob's only daughter, and her mother was Leah. So Leah uh, bore uh, more than half of the children for Jacob. Number 12, Joseph was Jacob's 12th child and Rachel's first. 
as God opened her womb and enabled her to conceive. Number 13, Benjamin was Jacob's last child. His mother, Rachel, who died during labor, named him Ben-Oni, which means son of my trouble. But Jacob renamed him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So the first four of Jacob's children belonged to Leah, and she later bore him two more sons and a daughter, seven children total. The last two of Jacob's children belonged to Rachel. In between, there were two sons of Bila and two sons of Zilpah. Okay, so this is how it breaks down uh, Jacob's, and of course, uh, Jacob adopted Ephraim and Manasseh, so making it a total of 13, 13 sons and one daughter. Okay, so that's how it all breaks down. And very rarely do any of the Judeo-Christian denominations go into this subject at all. You'd think if they if they consider themselves to be Christians and biblically oriented, you'd think they would know these things. But they don't, Dan. They simply they don't. They never go into the genealogies. And no. the Bible is full of genealogy, so it must be important or it wouldn't be in there in the first place. That's correct. That's correct. All right, so let's go through each son. Uh, Reuben, uh, the prophecy. Uh, go ahead and read the individual prophecies, and then I will uh, pick up on the commentary, okay? Okay. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might in the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it, he went up to my couch. Okay, so Jacob here is describing, in my opinion, the nation of France. France, the nation most known for its aristocracy, quote-unquote, the excellency of dignity and art, is the most likely candidate for this prophecy. France has also been known for its sexual excesses, the notorious French maid, French mistress, French kissing, etc., 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 okay? So unstable in sexual relations. And, of course, the instability applies to the um, political instability of France, which has probably had more revolutions <laughs> in its territory than any other of the uh, you know, 12, 12 nations besides it, Okay. So does that? Can you think of anything else in uh, France that, that would? Sounds pretty accurate to me. I can't think of anything else. Okay. So and, and so and verse four applies to I think um, uh, Reuben as well. Uh, so please continue that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hit verse four. Oh, you did table. that? Yeah, I did. Um, oh right, right. I was, okay. I can read uh, it again if you want. Yeah, because unstable as water, that describes unstable France as too. Water. <laughs> right? <laughs> thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. Then defilest thou it, he went up to my couch. Yeah. Now, it sounds like a contradiction to say that uh, a nation like France does not excel, but that would be in comparison to the other, uh, the other 12 tribes. Okay. So uh, compared to the other, you know, Kingdom of Sweden, Britain, Germany, uh, Austria, etc., and of course uh, America, which is uh, the product of Joseph, then uh, you know it does not excel compared to those nations. Although they had their time in the sun, the sun king, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, and then the prophecy of. Simeon and Levi. Yeah, that's verses 5 through 7. Please uh, read those. 
Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, my honor. Be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Okay, so here's the first indication that uh, certainly Levi was scattered into the other tribes as the priesthood that would serve the other 12 tribes. They were not given any land in Canaan, okay, like the other tribes were. So uh, this was, I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. And that was totally fulfilled when uh, the, the tribe of Levi became the tribe of priests to serve the other tribes. Okay, but it's interesting here in verse six, come not thou into their secret and secret is the Hebrew sode or sod, a session that is company of persons in close deliberation by implication, intimacy, consultation, a secret. But it, it's more of a reference to a people. So into their assembly is really how it should be uh, translated. Come not thou into their assembly, which is, a, uh, it states here as part of the definition, assembly, council, inward, secret council. So maybe this is referring to the fact that they, the two of them conspired uh, against the sons of Shechem who raped Dinah, okay, but they they made a, a false treaty with them by promising them they could, uh, the, the son who raped her could marry her if he was circumcised. Okay. And so this is why in verse seven, it says, cursed be their anger for it was fierce and their wrath for it was cruel. And <clears throat> because they had done this illegally because we're not to make covenants with Canaanites. Okay. That, that's as simple as that. All right, so we they are divided in the other 12 tribes. There are a lot of Levites among the Germans. Okay, Ludwig is the German word for Levi. And uh, you, you see that very common in Germany. Lewis is the English translation for Levi. So we have a lot of men named Lewis. So there's quite a lot of Levites spread uh, throughout the 12 tribes, as it says here. Okay, so uh, let's see. So certainly uh, Germany and where uh, all the 12 tribes would have Levites among them so that uh, we could see this. And uh, there and there's no Levites among the Jews <laughs> because the Levites uh, never. In fact, the Pharisees displaced the Levites in the days that Yahshua walked the earth because once the Levitical priesthood, which was established for to have the sacrifices leading up to the first, uh, first advent, so when the first advent had occurred, the Levitical priesthood was no longer required to perform sacrifices, okay? So it's over. That's over. But yet, uh, Dan, don't the Jews still try, aren't they still trying to build a, a third temple where they can reestablish sacrifices? Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. So we have all these Christians thinking that this is somehow a fulfillment of prophecy, what the Jews are doing in Israel right now. By the way, 
there's this war that's going on right now between the Jews and the Palestinians. Yet again, you know, how many times has that happened? But I, I think there might this war might be a cover for the fact that they really are now trying to undermine the Dome of the Rock, which contains a Muslim edifice at the moment. And I think the Jews are trying to establish that term. They have to get rid of that Dome of the Rock uh, uh, Muslim temple before they can, because it stands right on the top of the place where they w- want to have sacrifices. So do you think Yahweh put that uh, Muslim dome to, to uh, thwart yeah. a third temple by the Jews? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people just don't understand that Israel is a people. It's not a land. You know, that's what these – I even have a friend who says, well, we must defend that land. It's Israel. It's, it's highly spoken of in the Bible. But I said, you know, Israel is a people. Genesis chapter 35, verse 10, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And the Israelites, we are Israelites. That's right. We are. Mm-hmm. Not those people over there. Yeah. And uh, the, the, have the prophecy issued to Judah where he says, you will be, uh, you will be uh, in the West and you will, uh, there will be a, not enough room for all the 12 tribes in, in the land of Palestine. So you will be scattered to the West. This was issued uh, to the Judah while he was in Palestine. Right, so mm-hmm. uh, we have all kinds of prophecies that we have fulfilled, and the, the Jews still claim that's the one and only land where Israel can, uh, you know, reside. Okay, where the Israelites can reside, and that simply isn't true. Okay, so uh, and also Je- uh, Joshua in the Old Testament was issued the prophecy: wherever your the soles of your feet will touch, that land will belong to you, and uh, the. The real Mount Sinai has recently been discovered in Arabia, and we see that the children of Israel left footprints, deliberate footprints, uh, in the sand, and some of it preserved as uh, monuments, and even in the bedrock, they either carved them there or somehow probably carved their footprints into the uh, bedrock there to to fulfill that prophecy, (laughs) okay? All right? Okay, so uh, my comment here. Uh, that uh, that Simeon and Levi are embedded in the German people. Also, the Germans have been the tribe most scattered into other Israelite nations. At least 40 million ethnic Germans live in America. The Germans were also uh, scattered into Poland, Austria, Hungary, Russia, France, Switzerland, and Italy. Northern Italy is co- composed mainly of Germans. Hitler tried to reclaim much of this territory for Germany. Many Anglo-Saxons are also of the stock of Judah, especially those who settled in Jutland, now called uh, Denmark. Okay, it was originally called Jut, Jut, uh, Jutland after Judah. Okay, so uh, let's go with the next uh, the next tribe. Uh, we still have some on, uh, on oh, Judah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, verse, yeah. Verse eight is where I left off. Okay, yeah, Judah, thou art whom thy brethren shall praise. Yeah. Thy because uh, Judah uh, was the the created the, the Davidic dynasty. Okay, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, and that's the prophecy of the Davidic dynasty, which uh, 
Yahshua would have fulfilled had he lived in uh, 33 AD, but he was executed by the Pharisees, who are Jews, <laughs> right? Who are the originating source of the Jewish genome, the Pharisees, and the Jewish religion, which is Talmudic and not biblical at all, okay? So, uh, so uh, we see that uh, our people fulfill these prophecies very easily, where the Jews don't even come close, all right? Okay, so let's go to Zebulon, because we're running out of time already. Okay, verse 13, Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for an haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Okay, so uh, it's pretty much um, a consensus in uh, Israel, real Israel today, even British Israel, you know, American Israel, uh, Australians, they all agree that Zebulun is Holland. Okay, there's hardly any dispute about that. And there was a book written about this called Strange Parallels. Okay, so let's go to Issachar. Issachar, verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. Okay, and uh, pretty much uh, total agreement here, Issachar is Finland. During the first two world wars, Finland struggled to maintain its independence from both Russia and Germany. It succeeded. Finland is the only European nation to successfully defeat the Soviet army without Allied help. Okay, and we must include Sweden and Norway as the cousins of Issachar. Dan is next. Verse 16, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backwards. Okay, so judge, a primitive root to rule by implication, also to strive as at law, contend, execute judgment, judge, minister judgment, plead the cause, plead the cause at strife, strive. Okay, so... Uh, Dan will uh, be a um, an advocate for the 12 tribes, and uh, most of us agree that uh, Denmark is the tribe of Dan today, okay? So uh, uh, it's hard to say how, because uh, I haven't followed up on this, how Dan would be a leader of the 12 tribes, but evidently they were. But the serpent, by the way, a prophecy to me represents the fact that Dan was the leader by abiding in ships and leading the other tribes by sea and by river, especially upriver into Europe, the Danube River being named after Dan, Don, the Dnieper, etc., etc. Okay, so Dan was a leading tribe in the migrations of the 12 tribes by being, this, as it were, the scout tribe. Okay? <clears throat> All right. Uh, any observations uh, by you on the tribe of Dan here? Uh, sounds pretty accurate to me. You've got the Danube River and Dan Mark. Yeah, Denmark. right. <laughs> so it sounds pretty obvious to me. Yeah. So, so a lot of these tribes did not mingle with the other tribes as much. So we can pretty much say that D Denmark... And Zebulon and Issachar, those, uh, those tribes are pretty much set with those nations. But the Germans and, uh, you know, the Anglo-Saxons, which are, are both uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, 
and uh, and uh, Judah and uh, various other tribes, uh, those did mingle with one another, and uh, so they're scattered in the other tribe and other nations, but not necessarily these three that we've been talking about here. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, some of these could cover more than just one country. Like, yeah. you know, um, Finland could, you know, it could be Norway and Sweden and Finland. They're yes. Yeah. And by Zebulun or right. Know, uh, or, so yeah, you know. and Swamp Fox has put into the chat room um, strange parallels. Tribe of Zebulun found in the Netherlands. There's a link there, so you can uh, read that at Artisan Publishers. So they have that book for sale. Thanks, thanks for that, Swamp Fox. All right. Uh, so where did we leave off? We are at Gad. Verse 19, Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Okay, Gad. All Italy. Right. It, okay. Yeah, and uh, Italy is one of those countries that uh, has had a lot of, as I just mentioned, a lot of Germanic blood in it. But the uh, hind is the national symbol that is the deer. I don't know if it's considered a reindeer uh, I think the word rain is a uh, deer that are used to pull sleighs. <laughs> I don't know. If they have, that's w w up further north, but certainly the deer. So what I have written here is, I have to turn the page. Despite interbreeding with the Moors and the Moranos, <laughs> Jews who pretended to be Christians, there are, Still many pure-blooded Israelites left in Spain. Spain has numerous place names related to Gad. The troop that overcame him was probably Franco, but the alternative was communism. Gad survived both, okay? And there's also a lot of Gad in Britain as well, okay? So in Spain, Gad, Gadesh, which means people of Gad, it was the original name for Cadiz, and Guadalquivir comes from the Hebrew um, River of Gad. Okay, so we see that, again, the names of our tribes are embedded into the place names of the European continent. Back to you. Verse 20, out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. Okay, and so uh, Asher uh, being Austria here, Austrian pastry and delicacies are world-renowned. Such delicacies as ice cream, the croissant, and even margarine were invented by Austrians. Sorry, the Egyptians get credit for inventing beer. The royal dainties must certainly refer to Habsburg wealth and elegant architecture and art, including the waltz. Okay, Again, all 12 tribes have contributed eminently to modern Western civilization. Okay, so uh, and so Asher, yeah, his bread shall be fat. And Austria somehow was able to avoid getting involved in all of the wars among the 12 tribes for the most part. Uh, but Austria saved Europe from the uh, invasion of the Muslims with the fight coming right to the border of Vienna where the Austrians fought off the, the, the Muslims at that point and basically saved Europe, okay? So the, there was pretty much, uh, it would have been open territory for the Muslims to conquer past Vienna, but they failed thanks to the Austrians. Okay, next. 
Verse 21, Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. Okay, hind is a, a term for the deer, which I, I jumped ahead of myself. Uh, Italian opera and literature are also world famous today, although southern Italy is heavily mixed with Arabian and African blood. Northern Italy is quite Germanic in appearance and even language, as is Switzerland. The name Napoli, Naples, cries for philological comparison. Joseph and Benjamin require special treatment, although for a complete story cannot be told in this volume because there is too much to tell. So let us deal with Benjamin first. So Napoli, Naples, the fact that the national symbol for Italy is the hind, which is the symbol for Naphtali. Okay, there is a lot of comparison there. Back to you. Verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a whale whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by God, by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors, unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. Okay, so the reference to Benjamin as ravening as a wolf can be twofold. One, uh, it was the tribe of Benjamin that uh, provided most, if not all, of the apostles for Yahshua at his coming. So they will raven against the Edomites. Okay, They're the ones responsible for creating Christianity as we know it. The early Christians, the apostles, were virtually all Benjaminites. So, but, uh, but they're also in the future as one of the 12 tribes, which uh, most people uh, identify Benjamin with Iceland. There's also a large remnant of Benjamin in Russia. But uh, they were for a while uh, very similar to the Vikings. In, uh, they had, were called the sea wolves. And, of course, the wolf is the, the symbol of Benjamin. The sea wolves would go up and down the west coast of Europe and sail up the rivers and uh, ra ravage and pillage <laughs> uh, established uh, colonies and cities in Europe. So they had their uh, day in the sun as a ravaging and pillaging uh, seafaring people. And this is true of virtually all the 12 tribes, that they all had large uh, navies, even in the old days, they, had, they were a seagoing people, and the Jews have never been a seagoing people, period. And I think we mentioned last week that the tribe of Benjamin was almost eliminated at one point. Yes. The, the, for some reason, uh, Benjamin uh, got into a civil war with the other tribes, and the other tribes nearly annihilated Benjamin with only 600 men of Benjamin left alive. And so the other tribes took pity on them, and they provided the men of Benjamin with wives. So the so here again, uh, 
the only wives permitted to the tribes of Israel are Adamic women. They can only have Adamic women, Aramaic women for the most part. But, uh, you know, because since the bloodline goes through the father, it's a, uh, our religion, true Christianity, is a patriarchal religion going through the fathers, okay? Judaism, on the contrary, is a matriarchal religion going through the mother. That's how the, the Israeli state today determines well, who is a Jew by uh, tracing their lineage through the mother, okay? Is this the exact at all? Exact. Oh, how we do it. <laughs> yeah, the exact opposite of how it's supposed to be done. All right, mm-hmm. and so with just a little bit of time left, uh, Joseph is a uh, a more complicated story, fruitful bough meaning because the other brothers they tried to kill him by throwing him in the pit, they tried to murder him. So he became they they all defaulted on the uh, inheritance of the elder son and also defaulted on the inheritance of the priesthood of Melchizedek, which is always uh, devoted to the elder son. But since all of Joseph's elder brothers disqualified themselves, Joseph became the he became the inheritor of the double portion, and he had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who fulfilled the double portion. And Ephraim, uh, being the larger of the two, got the, the the double portion as well. So Joseph, by far, has the greatest number of offspring of all twelve tribes, and that because Joseph is Britain and America. Okay, we can dispense with arguing which is Manasseh and which is Ephraim, but Joseph is Britain and America, period. Okay, and there's probably a a great distribution of both of those tribes in Britain and America. And then the offspring, the, the resulting nations from Britain and America are Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and uh, some would include South Africa, but South Africa is primarily settled by Germans of Judah, and they accept themselves as Germany and Judah in South Africa. Pastor Martin has stated that numerous times on the shows that I have done with him on the voice of Christian Israel. So I think that that should be a good wrap-up of demonstrating that these Bible prophecies have come true only in our people, Anglo-Saxon Israel. Okay, we have about three minutes left. Your final comments, Dan. Which shows that this book is written to, by, and about us, our people, and no one else. Yes, not to the Jews. (laughs) The entire book, yeah. The only time these other, other races are mentioned is when they have, you know, come in contact with our people. Israelites. That's right. That's right. So the the greatest fallacy in the world, and it has been for the last 2,000 years, and Judeo-Christianity preaches it even today, is that the Jews are the only surviving tribe of Israelites, okay, and that all the other tribes have disappeared. So this is uh, the the world's biggest lie ever told. What are the odds of that happening? I mean, (laughs) slim to none that the people you know could just disappear off the face of the earth right there's yeah. that many people could disappear what i mean i just can't believe that people buy that hook, yeah. line and sinker yeah so i would say anybody who uh, confronts somebody insisting that the jews are israelites just tell just ask him to turn to genesis 49 
and explain how the Jews fulfilled any of these prophecies. Okay? Uh, I think you will be met with a stone wall of silence <laughs> because they will not be able to explain how the Jews fulfilled any of this. Okay? And uh, so that those people who uh, claim Palestine today are total imposters. This is what we have to get through the thick heads of our people Israel in the world today. Because they, they still are, uh, yeah, we, Swan Fox says, we need a precatory prayer. Yes, we certainly do. Yes. Yeah, Dan 9, verses 4 through 19, and Psalms 35, 1 through 28. So I, I think we have uh, properly identified, for the most part, the uh, distribution of the 12 tribes of Israel in the European nation states, and that we are Israel, we the Caucasian Anglo-Saxon people are Israel and the Jews are not because they cannot demonstrate any any way, shape, or form that they have fulfilled any of these prophecies in Genesis 49 and for that matter, any of the prophecies throughout the Bible of Israel. Okay, and the, the book of Revelation states very clearly that all 12 tribes will still exist. In fact, the book of Jeremiah says all 12 tribes will exist forever even into the kingdom, and will not be destroyed. Well, so, they did fulfill one thing. They murdered Christ. There you go. <laughs> All right. That was their fulfillment of Bible prophecy. That was their full, <laughs> And then they, got, they conceived the idea of impersonating Israel at that time, and they've been doing so ever since. Okay. Yep. All right, Dan, thanks for joining me again today. And I Thank think you. we yeah we did the best job we could in this one hour to explain how the 12 tribes have become distributed as the European nation states. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Thank you, everybody, and good day. Good day, everybody. Thank you.